We are going to wrap things up. We've been working on this series, You Belong Here. Look at your neighbor again and say, You Belong Here. We are happy that you're here. And so uh, in the middle of this series, we had one of the best days that we've had. Oh, I don't know. It's been a long time. Baptism Sunday was just amazing. If you, were you here Baptism Sunday? It was amazing. One of the just, I think it's just like the highlight of my life when I get to experience those moments to see people uh, go very public with their faith and, and see what God's doing in their lives and hearing their, you know, we get to hear a little bit about their story at that day and that moment. And it's just so encouraging and so exciting. So um, we've been talking about belonging and it's very important if you're going to belong to something that you kind of know what you belong into right because nobody wants to belong to something that they find out later uh this is terrible idea and i think the first time i when i kick this off i talk about timeshares if you've ever been to one of those meetings where they're selling you a timeshare and they make you feel like you want to belong to this super duper club that just uh, it's, it's terrible don't ever do it just say no <laughs> just say no so we've been talking about um what the Life Center, what we are in this community, what we, what we believe in, who we are, what we represent. We've been breaking it down to four things that we do to make sure that we are fulfilling what God's called us to do because we have a very clear purpose on why we're here and what we're doing. And we're here because we want people to know Jesus, right? That's why we're here. And so everything we do is a culmination of basically four simple things. And if you've been out and used the restroom, you see it plastered on the wall. And we've been talking about those four things for the last few weeks. The first thing we talked about was knowing Jesus. The reason why we're here is so that we can help people know Jesus. That is our purpose. Week two, we talked about helping people find freedom because there is no better life than to live a life of freedom. Nobody wants to live in slavery. Nobody wants to live in bondage. Nobody wants to live in chains. Everybody wants to live free. And so part of our purpose here is to help you find freedom. And then we talked about discovering your purpose. Pastor Scott talked about this last week. Amazing. We have a purpose. It's good to know that I don't just live to do my job. Right? I mean, I like my job and all, but it's nice to know that I have a bigger purpose in life. And the same goes for you. And so today, the last thing we're going to talk about, the fourth thing is making a difference. And, and I'm excited about this one today because um, I don't know that we often realize just how important we are to God's plan. Right? Talking about you guys. Everybody in this room. We don't often realize how important we are in God's plan. And so I want to kind of unpack that with us today. And I'm going to I've already warned a few people. I'm going to embarrass a few people. I'm going to try to be nice, but I'm going to, you know, I'm going to talk about a couple of people here. And so uh, I already gave them a pre-warning, and they said they wouldn't leave. Uh, <laughs> it'll all be good stuff. Don't worry about it. I'm actually going to, it's going to be pretty simple, right? I'm going to talk about uh, making a difference. I'm going to talk about three people that you guys will recognize, probably all three of them. And then I'm going to talk about three people that actually go to this community, and we're going to do a comparison. It's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be amazing. So, uh, just to kick things off again, this, I talked about this the first two weeks and the power of vision and the reason why we spend time talking about vision, the reason why it's important that you understand that this community knows what it's doing. We're not just a church for people to attend. We have a very clear purpose, and that is to help people find Christ. Now, you say every church feels that way, right? Well, I'm sure they all do, and they go about it however they go about it, but we want to be very intentional about how we help people find Jesus. And so there, there's, it's important that we understand a vision. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. This book was written by the wisest man in the world, King Solomon. And he said this, Where there is no vision, the people cast off restraint. But he that keepeth the law 
happy is he. Restraint is really the thing that keeps us from complete anarchy, right? The reason why we don't always say what we're thinking is restraint, (laughs) and we're thankful for that. (laughs) I'm sure the rest of the world is thankful that you exercise restraint periodically. Another version of the Bible, same verse, says it this way, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. So it's kind of confusing. If you don't know where you're going, you know, thank God for GPS. Because when I first moved to Baltimore, me and the Beltway did not get along. I always got on going the wrong direction. Fortunately, it is a circle, and I finally made it back. It just took me a long time to get wherever I was going. (laughs) If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are blessed. What that Man, this thing keeps going off on me today. What that really means is, if I understand what God is doing with my life, and I understand that I have a purpose, then I get to live a blessed life because I'm happy. I get to see fruit, right? I get to see results of what I'm doing, and I don't have to wonder, well, you know, what am I here for? The age-old question, what am I actually here for? I get to know what I'm here for. I get to know that I'm here doing what God wants me to do, what God created Andrew to do and to be. I get to do that. I get to see that, and that brings a whole blessing of a blessed life uh, when you live in that. And, and the reason why it's very important to understand vision and the reason why we have to explain our why is because that's the fuel that keeps us going. When, when we watch Jesus when he was on the earth, you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Those are the, the accounts of Jesus when he was on the earth. There was a story about Jesus meeting a guy named Zacchaeus. And apparently Zacchaeus was vertically challenged. He was a short guy. And so he wanted to see Jesus but he, there was tons of people always around Jesus, and he never could see him, so he climbs up a tree to see, right? And um, Jesus walks right up to this guy and says, hey, dude in the tree, <laughs> what's your name? You know, let's, let's talk. So he's like, I want to go home and hang out with you for a bit. Let's go home and let's have tea at your house. And so Zacchaeus takes Jesus home. No big deal, right? That seems very ordinary, except the thing that, that the story tar- starts to kind of explain to us is Zacchaeus was not a well-liked guy. He was a tax collector. I said this when I talked about this before. Nobody likes tax collectors, right? Right. So in those days, it was even worse because a tax collector could put his, he could skim off the top. So let's say you really owed 10% of your income to tax. He could make it 12 and keep 2%. So this was not a well-liked guy. Nobody wanted to be friends with Zacchaeus. And Jesus, though, we get to see a sneak peek as to why Jesus came, right? He finds Zacchaeus, and he goes to Zacchaeus' house, and he starts talking. In Luke chapter 19, Jesus said to Zacchaeus, says, Today salvation has come to your house, because you, Zacchaeus, you are also a son of Abraham. Even though everybody treats you like you're an outcast because you're a tax collector and nobody likes you, you are also a son of Abraham. And here we get to see why Jesus came. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. He He met with Zacchaeus, not by accident. He went to Zacchaeus' house, not by accident, but because he had a purpose. And it was very clear. And he lived his entire ministry on this earth, Jesus did, demonstrating a very clear why. This is why I'm here to seek and to save lost people. A guy comes up to Jesus at one point and says, You know what, Master, I'd like to follow you. I'd like to be your disciple. And Jesus doesn't say yes or no. He just simply says this. Okay. In Luke chapter 9, verse 58, Jesus replied to the guy and says, Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Uh, that's the fine print. <laughs> Jesus was saying to this guy, You can be my disciple, that's great, but I want you to know how committed I am to my why. 
I want you to know how committed I am to this purpose. I don't care about natural things. I don't care about having a nice house and a nice car. I just, I'm here to seek and save lost people. So if you want to participate, come on, let's do this. So Jesus gives us a little sneak peek, right? It was very important. His vision was clear. His purpose was clear. He knew exactly what he was on this earth to do. And I think that you and I, when we're following Christ, you know, no, we're not quite to that level, I don't think. Um, But it is very important that we understand the reason why we do what we do and the purpose of which we were created. And that is what's so beautiful about knowing Jesus, about finding freedom, and about discovering your purpose because it helps you live out what God called you to be. And there's no greater feeling in the world than doing what you're supposed to do. Amen. Right. So we're going to talk about making a difference. Making a difference. When we generally talk about uh, making a difference, I mean, you may be a little different, but with me, I automatically categorize people that I consider making a difference. And so I just did a little history. I'm going to, a uh, little study. I'm going to show you guys a couple of people in history, three people to be exact, that in my opinion made a difference, a big difference. The first one's Mother Teresa. Everybody knows Mother Teresa, right? You've heard of Mother Teresa, right? She was just a, a nun that went to a convent, began the process of all that. And then she had an experience where she suddenly felt, and if you read her story, there's, she suddenly felt a clarity to what she was called to do. It was like a moment when her why became very real to her. And she found that she was called to the very, very poor, the poorest of the poor to coin her phrase. And so in 1948, she began this pursuit in the heart of Calcutta, India, one of the most impoverished places on earth. That's where she went to reach the people that she felt God had sent her to reach. And so you've, you've heard her story. You've heard her, her name is iconic actually now. You know, when you say someone's a very kind person, you can even relate them to a Mother Teresa, right? We've got a class of people named after this lady. So in just a couple of uh, facts here about her. In 1952, she converted a Hindu, an abandoned Hindu temple into the Kaligat home for the dying. And her purpose for this was these poor, 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 poor people, when they passed, they were just, they were like trash. And so she opened this home for people that were so poor, they had no options when they die. And so in this home, there were all kinds of people. There were unbelievers. There were non-Catholics. There were Hindus. There were Muslims. All these people. And part of what they did was they, they would meet these people at whatever faith they were. And they would adjust their traditions to meet this person so that this person could pass in a way that meant something to them. I mean, you talk about stepping outside the box. This is way outside the box. And she made this statement. She said, a beautiful death is when people who live like animals are allowed to die like angels, loved and wanted. Wow. Wow. So this is a person that found her why, dedicated herself to this, and made a difference. One year before she died in 1997, she operated 517 missions in over 100 countries. Her her organization, the Missionaries of Charity, grew from 12 to thousands, serving the poorest of the poor in 415 centers. This is just a little lady, she was yay tall, that impacted the world. You would not deny that Mother Teresa made a difference, right? Another person, uh, Pincus Tibor Rosenbaum. Most of you will not know his name. I didn't know this guy existed until I watched a newer movie called Walking with the Enemy, which I would recommend you seeing if you can handle... That time period, it's in World War II, 
this, this, this person was living in World War II Hungary. And Hungary was caught between the Allies and the Germans because they had signed a treaty early on with the Germans. But then all of a sudden, they realized that the, the Germans were on this rampage to exterminate the Jewish race from mankind. And Hungary realized we have a lot of Jews that live in our nation, and this is not what we signed up for. And so they tried to finagle a deal so that they could get out of being, uh, being an ally to the Nazis. But that deal got thwarted, and the head of the state was captured and the Jews were being literally put onto rail cars and shipped to uh, Auschwitz by the thousands. And so this young man, who he was actually a Jew, the first thing they attempted to do was try to uh, lie about their nationality. That didn't work. And so what this guy did is he stole a Nazi uniform and he stole an Arrow Cross uniform, which was a local militia in Hungary, and he would disguise himself as one of these officers and he would go and capture Jews. Well, he would capture them by the truckload and take them off to this, this uh, place called a glass house that was actually owned by the Swiss government. So it was basically uh, a neutral spot in the center of Hungary. And so this guy, um, nobody knows his name. Do you guys know, did you guys know about this guy before I start? Did you guys, I've never seen this guy's picture before. He did this because the need just demanded that he do something. And so he's 20-something years old, and he's doing these raids of facing all kinds of opposition to try to save people. And he's responsible for saving hundreds, if not thousands, of Jews during that time. Post-war, he was very involved in Israel becoming a state. So this guy was just someone that was committed to a purpose. He knew his why. I don't think when he was 16 years old, he planned to be this guy. But sometimes things happen that cause us to realize, you know what? This is why I'm here. There are plenty of stories in the Bible when we get to take a, a snapshot of someone's life that they didn't plan to be what they ended up being. But when they gave themselves over to their purpose that God had for them, all of a the sudden they made a big difference. So this guy made a big difference. The last one is Minty Ross, which I had no idea this lady's name was Minty Ross until I started doing some studying. And basically, you guys know her as Harriet Tubman. Her name is Minty Ross. I didn't know that. You guys might have known that. I'm a little slow, but I figured it out. She escaped from slavery only to return to free her family and some 70 other slaves on 13 rescue missions on the Underground Railroad. The, the cool thing about her story is how difficult her life was up to the point where she escaped. Incredible. I mean, you know, I, I like to think I'm a little more noble than this, but if I were in her shoes and I got away, I wouldn't come back. <laughs> I mean, maybe the rest of you guys are heroes in here. I'm thinking, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going back. <laughs> But something in her drove something greater. She had family. She had friends. She, she wanted other people to experience freedom. I also didn't know this about her, but she was the first woman who led a raid as a Union Army scout and spy. And on this one raid, liberated over 700 slaves. This was a lady that was dedicated to her. So what's the common factor in these three world changers? These people you would not deny made a difference, Right. What is the common denominator? They knew what they were doing. They were free people, and they wanted to make a difference because they did not accept how things were. 
they knew that regardless of what, I have to, what price I have to pay, see, you can't get the cart before the horse. If they would have been asked, do you know really what you're going to do before they launched, they probably would have said, no, I don't think I can do that. <laughs> but instead, they just realized, you know what, I've experienced something. I can't allow this to happen. And this is, who, this is why I'm here, to make a difference. Here's the deal with making a difference. For me, and maybe for you it affects you the same way, but for me, I sometimes get overwhelmed by the greatness of people like the examples I just gave you. I mean, they're on the national, they're on the international stage. Mother Teresa, with all the world leaders of her day, there are pictures of her online. You can find them shaking hands of presidents, heads of state, people that, that rule the world, literally. This little lady impacted her world on that level of a stage. And I just go to work on Monday morning. I mean, you know, <laughs> right? I just live my life. So I sometimes get lost in this making a difference concept, and it feels way too big for me, and I feel way too small for it. But what I need you to understand today is God doesn't make any mistakes. And when God creates somebody and God forms someone and God gives them a purpose and God creates this niche, this place that this individual is meant to fill, then you do that. When you find that and you live there, that is the best place to live because you are living exactly how God intended for you to live and you are making a difference. Because the people around you are watching you and they're seeing this and they're understanding that, wow, there is something about this person that's making a difference. Once you come to know Jesus for yourself, once you find freedom for yourself, once you discover your purpose, then all of a sudden you are really set up to make a difference in your world. Your world may be small. Your world not ha- may not have a national or international stage. But your world, I can assure you, will impact the people that you are destined to impact. And that is why living to your purpose is exactly why God created you. The Bible says, Jesus talking, he said, you know, I came to give you life. But not just to give you life. I want you to have life filled with abundance. What does abundance mean? Abundance means you're not lacking. Abundance means What you were created for, you're living it out. What God entrusted for you to be and to do, you're doing it, you're accomplishing it. Then you have this life of abundance. William Shakespeare said this, and I love this quote. He said, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Right? I don't think I was born great. I don't think I'm great. But I do know as long as I'm pursuing The purpose that God has for me, I'm going to live a great life. (laughs) I'm going to live a great life. And you know what? To the person person that my obedience to Christ impacts, there will be a day that person may look and say, you know, Andrew, you're a great guy. (laughs) Right? Because I did, I lived, I was what God intended for me to be. So... We're wrapping up. We're closing this thing down. Making a difference is important. So I told you I'm going to pick on three folks, three groups of people, three couples uh, today. Because I want you to realize we talk sometimes when we're when we're you know giving a sermon or we're teaching about something. Sometimes we talk about. I just told you three stories of amazing people, but you're never going to meet those people, right? They're all dead. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're never going to meet him. So a great story. I'm motivated. But how does that work for me? Well, let's talk about how it works for us. Let's talk about real life. So I'm going to pick up my man Christian a little bit this morning. And so Christian joined my small group that, that I started a few years ago. I uh, had a great group of guys. Uh, and, and so we would meet and we would talk and we had a great time. And we got into all kinds of uh, struggles that, that young guys young guys deal with, and, and I'm not going to go too far down the, in the weeds with, with Christian's story, but I'll just say that Christian, um, he's not the guy that's going to stand up here on the stage with the mic, right? And if you know Christian, you know that he is a great guy, but he's just, he's a little reserved. And so we talked a lot, we worked a lot, and, and his undeniable call of God on his heart and his life has a passion for God. This guy, I got to tell you though, um, a guy who fights to do the right thing. I mean, I don't know how to really, um, really portray this without, you know, embarrassing him too much. But when you're looking at a fighter, you wouldn't pick him for uh, for the uh, for the cage, right? In ultimate fighting. But if you were able to change your lenses and look at it from a spiritual perspective this guy could take out the best, <laughs> right? Because recognized his personal struggle and fights to be what God has called him to be. He understands his purpose, and he's fighting to live that purpose out. And so, you know, we talked a lot when we had our small group, and this Olivia name started surfacing. Yeah, this girl at school. Yeah, we started hearing a lot about Olivia. And so... He just started pursuing this young lady, and Olivia's here now, and she's an amazing young lady. She was baptized a couple weeks ago. Outstanding. Her, her, her story is just amazing. She's just a great lady. If you don't know Olivia, you need to meet Olivia. Your life will be better for it. So these two are, they're, they're, they're doing life. They're, they're going to school. They're, they're just, they're fighting. They're doing the right things. They're trying to be what God called them to me. They went through growth track together, went through discovering your purpose, started realizing, you know what, this is who I am, this is what God created me to be. And so they started applying themselves, and, and they're making a difference. Olivia serves up in Livewire, and I'm telling you, you guys with kids, you're happy to drop them off because for an hour you don't have to worry about them, right? But what you don't realize is they're being impacted at their level by people like Olivia, who is spending time up there, sharing the love of Jesus with them. And just, you know, they're not, they're not gonna, she's not going to get a Nobel Prize or get invited to the White House for doing that. But let me tell you something. When your kids learn that they're not supposed to lie and they're not supposed to cheat, what? 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 When your kids know that God has a purpose for their life and... and I, this person, Olivia, this person that I, is a teacher, and she loves me. She gives me hugs when she sees me on Sunday morning. Making, we're talking about making a difference. We're talking about, I, I could tell you, so I was raised in church, right? I could tell you so many stories of people who did not come from a good upbringing that managed to find a Sunday school room, a classroom like Livewire, and as kids, somebody like Olivia was loving on them, and they became adults, and they fell in love with Christ on their own. They had a journey of their own, and they raised their own families in that environment 
because somebody made a difference, right? I can't tell you the amount of... My grandmother was a, was a teacher in Livewire back in the day. We called it Sunday school, right? She was a teacher. And, and I can't tell you the amount of pastors that are pastors today because they went to her Sunday school class when they were this tall. Making a difference, right? You're impacting the world. So, so those two guys, Christian serves on our production team. Um, you, you know, you don't realize how important this is until they put the wrong words up on a song. And then you realize, what is going on back there? <laughs> Right, that's when you realize how important that screen is. Watermelon, whatever you had to do, right? Because you don't know what the words are coming next. So he serves in our production team. And we're grateful because finding the why, discovering your purpose, and applying that, and, and it's making a difference in people's life. And the next two people I'm going to pick on is Tasha and Jeff. So they have a little bit different story. They came here because work, work brings people all over the place, right? You just go where work is. And so they came here for work, attended a few times. They're great people, just kind of fell in love to the heartbeat of what our community is about. And I don't know if you guys can see on this picture, uh, that one right there on the, on the far, I guess you guys is right. You know, I wasn't sure if we were taking a flight when she showed up Sunday morning or exactly what was happening, but this was last week, and the reason why she's dressed in this lovely outfit is because she was on live wire duty, and so they had a lesson upstairs, and she didn't just come and kind of read something off a piece of paper. No, that's not how that works, (laughs) right? The kids were able to experience uh, the atmosphere, and they see somebody who cares about what they are thinking, and what they're doing, and they're pouring themselves into it, and and, and they're making a difference. They completed Grow Track together. And so she serves in Livewire. And what you don't know about Jeff, right? You don't know this about Jeff. And, and that is that he never is in front of anyone, but he is always working because Tasha has a plan. <laughs> and he's the executioner of that plan. <laughs> so, so it takes a team. But how many of you guys like walking into the foyer? Have you noticed it always smells good? Have you noticed that there's always something yummy out there? I mean, two weeks ago, we had fresh, bre- fresh baked, I don't even know what kind of bread it was. It was pumpkin bread and all kinds of amazing stuff that she had made Saturday and brought here. Because who, does making pumpkin bread make a difference? Well, if you know why we're here, and if you take it back to our why, we want people to know Jesus. And if I have to give you a piece of pumpkin bread to help you inter- let me introduce you to Jesus, then that's the best pumpkin bread ever. <laughs> right? It's making a difference. What we fail to do is we fail to realize that what my role is, if you link all the pieces together, it makes a great tapestry of God's magnificence. You are created in the image of God, and He does not make junk. Some of it looks funny, but it's not junk. Just kidding, for those of you who didn't catch that. So, picture of the foyer, and, you know, it changes with the seasons because somebody cares about it. Because somebody cares about it. So, thank you, Jeff, for bringing hammer and nails and Velcro strips and lugging things in and out of the car every week. Thank you for that. And thank you, Tasha. This last couple, Ross and Shannon, 
Super people. If you haven't met Ross and Shannon, you need to meet Ross and Shannon. He's the guy that's got his head between his legs right now. <laughs> so I, I have been very fortunate to, to, to connect with them. I, I just found out a couple weeks ago why they showed up here. Like they showed up on a Sunday and there was a history on Shannon's side. She was aware of somebody that was here at some point. So there is some sort of connection. But Ross had never been here. They had never, I think it was just kind of like they just walked in. And so I didn't find out this next piece until a couple weeks ago. Apparently, Miss Shannon had a list of churches because it was time to find a church. And so she had a list. And as it turns out, I guess we were first on the list. And she never went to any others on the list. <laughs> So, so for whatever reason, I think I know the reason. The reason is because God knew that, that the Life Center community needed Ross and Shannon here. Just like he knew that everybody in this room needs to be exactly where they are because you have a purpose, right? <laughs> so, started building relationships with people here. They went through growth track as well and, uh, you know, went through the discovering your purpose and, and digging in all those weeds and it was fun and it was funny and if you've ever been around Ross, you understand what I'm talking about when I say it's funny. And so we just, we unpack this stuff and, and you know, nobody, nobody realizes, nobody thinks about, where'd they go? Nobody thinks about, oh, there they are. Nobody thinks about the flag. There's Ross up in the corner carrying the flags, right? Who thinks about the flags? So I'll, I'll tell you a little something here. Who cares that there are three flags out front? Who cares? I, Ross cares. <laughs> Pastor Scott cares and Kyle cares. Three people and my wife cares. <laughs> Who cares about the flags outside? So I took a drive last Sunday in our community. There's not another church in our community that has flags out front except for ours. Thank you, Ross. You know, flags aren't going to save anybody, are they? No, but if a flag wiggles one Sunday morning and some guy drives by and says, you know, I didn't even realize the place was there. Did they drop the place with the flags? Okay. If they come through the door and they get some pumpkin bread and then their kid goes up and Olivia talks to them and Christian does the words right on the screen. I mean, everybody did their part and it's going to make a difference because hopefully something Pastor Scott or something I say during this part of this service and when we say, you know what, if there's anybody out there that doesn't know Jesus... We've got some people up here that would like to pray with you, and they get out from where they are, and they come down and say, hi, my name's John, and I don't know Jesus. That is the moment. And you can track this thing all the way back to Ross carrying the flag out on Sunday morning and Tasha breaking bread on Saturday evening, right? You, you, you follow? I'm talking about making a difference, making a difference. It matters. And, you know, some of you guys don't realize this, but Shannon and Ross are part of a, a home group that takes place at this building on Sunday evenings. And I've been to a couple of those home group meetings, and it wrecks my world every time I come. They have 25, I think, registered people in their home group. And there's over 40 people that probably meet here every Sunday night. And I would just encourage you, if you're in the area, to drive by here about 6.30 on a Sunday night and look at our parking lot. One day, it looked like, uh, it looked like there was ha they were having a Harley convention here, right? <laughs> there were bikes everywhere. And some amazing things are happening at 6 o'clock here on Sunday night in their, in their home group. And they're making a difference. 
I was privileged to, to be present and hear a little bit about Ross's story. And maybe there'll be a day when you too can hear that story. But when you understand, when you understand everything that led him up to that moment in the tank when he went public with his faith. Wow. Wow. And I've got to meet a lot of new friends because of it. And I'm grateful for that. And I know, worship team, you guys can come. I know I've picked on a few people and, and there's, a, there's a, a room full of people that have found Christ. they found freedom. They've discovered their purpose and they're making a difference. There's, there's so much, there's so much that really goes into, into what happens here on a Sunday morning. There's so much that goes on that goes into what happens upstairs where the kids are. And I, I got to tell you, man, I, I've been talking about the Livewire volunteers the last few weeks because those are some amazing people. They pour love into some kids that they don't, they're not their kids. They just care about your kids. We've got, my daughter's up there serving today in Livewire. It's amazing. Our, our young girls and guys, they serve up there with your kids every week. My wife sends a schedule out and these guys accept. I mean, it's pretty amazing to think that a 14-year-old wants to go serve with a bunch of little kids. Isn't it? I know when I was, well, we won't talk about that. Because they may not really realize the significance of it, but, but sometimes when we stop and we think about it, and we realize that everybody here that's, that's found your place and that you're, you're giving of that talent that, that is who you are, man, it makes a difference. I can't tell you the times that I send videos to Santiago at 10 o'clock on Saturday night that you guys get to enjoy on the screen here because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and he fixes them for me. <laughs> this is what happens when we start to understand that I don't exist just to exist when you know Jesus when you find freedom when you discover your purpose making a difference just is the natural thing that follows behind it because when you find Jesus and you find freedom there's just something in you that just wants out right and when you realize that I don't have to have the mic I don't have to play the drums I don't have to run production I don't but I can be who I am Maybe it is one of those things, whatever. But if you go through growth track, we can help you find exactly what it is. How many of you guys have been through growth track? I'm talking about growth track. Some of you guys don't even know what growth track is. Let me tell you something. Growth track's awesome. And we'll be starting it up and we'll announce it. It's four weeks long and it's super easy. It happens right after church on Sunday. It takes a few minutes. You even get snacks. How cool is that, right? So we promise not to starve you to death. It takes a few minutes. You get to, you get to find out about what you're belonging to, right? We tell you about who we are and then we... We walk you through a, the step of, of uncovering who you are 
And then we talk about how you can take who you are and what you've learned and how you can plug into what makes this thing work. And the reason why we do that is because there's somebody else that doesn't yet know Jesus. And because you found your purpose, you can help them find theirs. And we keep doing that. And we'll make a difference. And it'll be a big difference in somebody's life.